Welcome, I'm Laura Lee Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the premiere of season five. And I'm proud to announce that we are now part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. This podcast is also available wherever you get your podcasts, but I do suggest checking out Mental Health News Radio Network to find all your podcasts related to mental health. So let's go ahead and get started. For many, there are just as many lows as there are highs when it comes to parenting. And unfortunately, Parental depression is a pervasive problem, and a large and growing body of research shows that it is a major risk factor for difficulties in a child's life. One of my favorite topics when it comes to healing is psychedelics, so I am very excited about my first guest of the season to talk about Moms on Mushrooms. My guest is Tracy T., founder of Moms on Mushrooms. Tracy has been an active voice for moms for more than a decade, first co-creating and starring in the nationally touring cult hit comedy show for moms, The Pump and Dump Show. She simultaneously co-produced the Band of Mothers podcast and served as a co-founder and CEO of the Pump and Dump Show's umbrella brand, Band of Mothers Media. During her own journey with psilocybin or magic mushrooms amidst the pandemic, Tracy began to feel called to support moms in a deeper and more meaningful way. In 2022, she launched an online microdosing course created exclusively for moms called MOM or Moms on Mushrooms. Tracy, thank you so much for your time. First of all, I want to know what was it that was calling you that brought you to the space to create Moms on Mushrooms? Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so delighted to be here um, and talk about this. Uh, what called me? Gosh, that is a long, that is a <laughs> long sorted tale as most people who come to psychedelics have. Um, I would say it's probably three things. Um, one, my own spiritual journey and the way that it was progressing and, um, asking me to go deeper in my own personal healing to my love of plant medicine in general, not even psychedelic plant medicine, but my love of plants and the healing of plants. I've been working with plants for probably a decade, whipping up my own teas, my own tinctures, my own essential oils. Um, my daughter's very tired of me shoving things down her throat when she's <laughs> sick that don't taste great. Um, and so this was a natural calling, probably inevitable. And uh, three would be my deep understanding and admiration for mothers and the uh, the struggles that moms have um, in this modern age. And I would say like the modern Western mother in particular, because that's what I am. And having seen firsthand doing a, a cheeky comedy show called The Pump and Up Show and traveling the country, hearing mother's stories and, and understanding that the comedy that we were putting out on stage was actually bringing moms together and giving them permission to laugh about the things that we all had in common and admit that maybe everything isn't sunshine and rainbows. And I guess I would say, and number four was uh, 
was the good old COVID and the lockdowns and, <laughs> and the grief and loss of losing that business. My, my, my live entertainment business just fell through our fingers in a matter of days after working, you know, blood, sweat, and tears and every last penny, both of our, my business partner and I, both of our families had to put into the business, um, seeing it rise to, you know, expectations beyond our wildest dreams and then watching it crumble like in two mm. weeks and having to lose everything. Um, was a very big palpable loss as I know many people experienced. And then you add on top of that, like the, the horror of having to like explain what is happening in the country to your child, watching her struggle with online school and just everything that came with it, um, really fast tracked my own spiritual awakening and, um, the little beings of light, these magic mushrooms just showed up and we're like, okay, Trace, we're doing this. And I said, yes. And it, it was, um, best thing I ever did. You know, I, I also microdose, um, but you know, it, it's funny cause a lot of people are like, oh, there's not enough research out there for it. And I, I feel like, you know, it, a lot of it's anecdotal, um, but I feel like that's, that's where it's the most important, right? Because if I'm feeling, cause I mean, I struggled, I struggled with trauma and I feel like a lot of parents who struggle with trauma, it's just, it's just, it, it's so much harder to parent. It is. It's so much harder to parent. Yeah. And I, I feel like, um, these microdoses have changed my life. I mean, I, prior I was on Zoloft and I was on another, um, uh, medication, uh, SSRI, as well as Adderall. And now mm. I'm not on any of those things. And I really, I really chalk it up to the psychedelics. I feel like I, I, I don't have to be on this concoction of medications now. And, and so I feel amazing about it, but what do you, what do you answer? What do you say to those critics who are coming to you? Like, yeah. this is, this is, this is just, this is just, you know, you're just getting high. Yeah. Or you're just, or first of all, yes, you're just getting high, which you don't even notice it. But right. I'll We're let you talk high. about that. You're not yeah. high, or you're trying to numb yourself, which yeah. I'll let you um, get into that. Yeah. No, I think like in terms of, of not enough studies, I mean, listen to your story, right? you were on all these things that you think you, that you probably really believed that you needed and you probably did need to help manage how you showed up in the world. And then you weaned yourself off them and you replaced them with this one single, you know, or psychedelics microdoses and small and maybe large journeys inside of that as well. Mm -hmm. But you notice a palpable difference between like who you were then and who you are now and how you showed up then and how you showed up now, how you dealt with things then, how you deal with things now. How many clinical studies do we need to believe you? I, I choose to believe mothers. I choose to believe you. I choose to believe the thousands and thousands of people on this planet who have watched their lives like open up like a lotus flower and change before their eyes. I choose to believe them. And if we're all just being duped by a placebo, but we're healing, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's enough science to say it's not placebo, right? We know, we know the, the chemical, you know, the way it reacts in the brain with our neurotransmitters, you know, with serotonin, we know these things to be true, whether or not we have this, you know, thousands and thousands of people doing a clinical study on microdosing, which by the way, would be almost next to impossible because how do you do something day after day and account for exact 
you know, exactness over everybody, right? Like there's so many quantifiers that go into, um, I would say like successful microdosing, mm-hmm. but be that as it may, I think part of this revolution, the psychedelic Renaissance, um, and certainly what I'm seeing in terms of mothers stepping up and coming to this medicine with this openness and determination to heal, truly heal, to get off this concoction of medicines that they don't even know if it's working or not. They just know they have to be on them or they don't know how to get off. And then watching people transform, part of this is unlearning what we've been told has to be true scientifically. Now, this is not me going against science. Science is fantastic, but logic is fast. Science is slow. And we also have a very massive database of all types of people whose lives have been transformed by psychedelics. And it just seems like that is enough anecdotal evidence to at least say there's something here and, um, and that we don't always just need a dude in a white coat telling us how it is. And, or we don't need someone in a white coat handing us a bottle and saying, this is the only path to happiness. And, um, and that is, that's a huge unlearning curve for all of us to entail. And in terms of numbing out, part of that unlearning is actually learning the facts about psychedelics, right? right? Part of that unlearning is dropping these preconceived notions and these judgments of, of what we've been told that we're all jumping out of buildings, that our brain is dripping out our ears, like being (laughs) fried like an egg, you know, and that we're numbing out. And the numbing out part is the funniest to me because if anyone is, (laughs) if you've microdosed for a week, like there's no question in your mind that the one thing that you are not is numb. (laughs) Like not (laughs) numb. You are way present. You are so dropped in. That is the point of the medicine. The point is to open your heart, to calm the frenetic um, stories in your brain and to drop in your heart and actually be present in the world, not to push it away. The medicine, it doesn't work like that. Right. So numbing out isn't even in the equation. This is not what it this is not what it is. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> but it takes, I mean, we've had decades and decades of misinformation being thrown our way. And then you add on top of it, the cultural, um, the cultural stigma and the cultural acceptance of mothers who do numb out, right? Like that's the one thing moms are allowed to do. Oh, she can have her glass of wine. Right. Oh, wine play dates. Oh, mommy's little helper. Just let her take her just let her take her Valium with her martini in the afternoon. Like she needs a little something. And so we're going to allow her to have that. We're going to allow moms to be just like a little sad because we know it's hard, but no actual, like, let's get these women back online. Let's let them show up as their majestic magnetic selves. Like there's not, there hasn't been any of that conversation culturally ever. And so our natural inclination is to say, oh, all these moms are microdosing. They're just escaping their problems because mm. that's what we've all been told that we're allowed to do. And it's just not true. It's not true. I mean, even when you do long journeys, like, and yeah. you know, the whole idea of, oh, it's, it's addictive or whatever. I mean, nobody wants to take a large amount of psychedelics every day. I mean, that's just wild. Like I, you know, it literally drops into like, kind of the deepest parts of your soul where you're like, I need to clean out all of, like you said, the noise, the things that people said are, that they say are 
what you're supposed to do. And yeah. instead of tuning in to what you know is true, um, and that 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 is really hard when when I I see people reacting about if you want to escape your problems and take ayahuasca or do all this, I'm like, who's this? They're running towards their problems to address them, and I that's yeah. what, that's how I personally feel. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, every time I do a large dose journey and I'm like sitting with my cup of mushrooms, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing? <laughs> like, it's so hard. You know, it's exhausting. It's hard. It's deep. Um, now, are people using ceremonies right now as sort of an escapism? Probably. Do humans naturally take advantage of anything good that's been given to us? Always. Like that is yeah. how we're wired. So yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we know that psychedelics, we know that psilocybin specifically is anti-addictive. It's not addictive. Like your your body isn't going to guide you to it, even in the way your body demands that you have a glass of wine at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then another and then another because it wants more. That's not that's not in the chemical makeup of psilocybin. Um, so we know you're not becoming physically addictive, and there is a lot of science around that. Now, mentally addicted again, that can happen with anything that we work with, right? It can happen with exercise. It can happen mm. with food. It can happen with sex. It can happen with church. You know, anybody can become men or, you know, like mentally addicted to anything. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's probably a group of people that are hopping from ceremony to ceremony and doing probably more ayahuasca journeys than needed without integrating them and mm, taking the yeah. time to work. But I think that's, um, that's not, that's not the norm. That's right. the outliers. Well, I wanted to know for you, when did you notice, what what changes did you notice from your days before microdosing and, and after? Yeah. Um, I would say that the first, you know, within the first few weeks, and I will, pre I will preface this by saying um, that I, I already had like my own I call it spiritual practice. You can call it whatever you want, personal development, religious, whatever. But I had a, I knew where I was going and what I wanted to heal. So mm -hmm. that was in place when I started microdosing. And I think it's was helpful because I would, I was already giving myself space to have an intentional microdosing practice. I wasn't just swallowing this back and just being like three days later, why hasn't my life changed? Because it doesn't work like that. Right. So in that, um, in that space, I would say, um, two of the biggest things were one, I felt like I had space between my thoughts. I felt like I could sort of zoom out, open the top of my brain, see all the words forming and then be like, Oh girl, no, don't let that. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're going to rearrange these a little bit and then let them go out. And I found myself being more clear with my words um, which led to less reactivity because I was pausing. There was space between my reactions and my words coming out mm -hmm. of my mouth, um, which led to better communication. And um, I still find that to this day, it's probably one of my favorite things about me who I am have a history of being incredibly reactive. Um, I am argumentative. I can get in there and, and duke it out with people. That's I'm a fiery Aries. Like that's in my <laughs> nature. And I felt like it really softened that. And, and then the other part is really like softening those frayed edges of motherhood, of being a woman, of being just Tracy T our nerves in this, in this world are just, I feel like they're all just 
a little fried and gen- delicate. Right. And I yeah. felt like when I started taking the medicine, all of that just sort of softened. So it just wasn't so edgy all the time. Yeah. Um, yes. Which let me be softer, which let me feel more present because I wasn't just trying to escape everything. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. You know, I can sit in traffic. I don't really need to rage. You know, right. sure, <laughs> I can play with my kid. This isn't boring. This is delightful. All right. I'll just do the dishes. Oh, the milk spilled. Okay. I'll clean it up. Like that's amazing to feel like that and not just feel like everything is against you. Wow. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I, I mean, I was extremely reactive. I was kind of scary. I, I, I turned into scary mom as more than I wanted to. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen anymore, but I'm saying that it just doesn't happen all the time. Like you said, the spilled milk, like I would freak out over spilled milk, you know, that whole saying, you know, my, you know, my parents freaked out over spilled milk. Ah. I freaked out over spilled milk. Um, But after it, I didn't anymore. It was just like, okay, well, let's clean it up. And, you know, I, I won't, I'll never forget the day I realized like, oh, I'm going to go ahead. And, you know, it was, I, I had a big journey with, um, with a sitter I integrated. And I remember the next day I, um, it was snowing. And so I took my kids out to go sledding and I was like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go sledding. And, you know, my, my daughter always asked me, oh, can, you want to go you want to go play with us and I'm like no I'm good I'm gonna hang out here yeah. um but that day I was like you know what I woke up sledding and then yeah. I, I really enjoyed it and it was I, I really sat there and I was like wow that's so different because you know I remember my parents didn't play with me yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel the need to play with my kids when they asked um mm. but when I did it was like why why how was I not doing this before when they asked me and they were just so happy yeah. And I was like, this is, this is life-changing. That was like the first image that, that, that I remember from that experience, from that experience when I did that big journey and that's what happened. Um, and it was an intentional journey, you know, as a, as a kid, I did it also um, in my teens, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, oh, here's yeah. some mushrooms, here's whatever. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time I intentionally did it, you know, with a guide, talked to my therapist about it mm-hmm. and it was it was life-changing and so mm-hmm. that's that that I that I know um worked for me and that's when everything changes like I'm, I'm I'm totally on board like you were saying like all the people who get into this space something life-changing happens mm-hmm. um and you started you know moms on mush- mushrooms mm-hmm. and I want to know a little bit about that because you have ex- an, a course and everything so could mm-hmm. you could you share what you yeah. do yeah and I just want to applaud you for realizing too before I go into my self-pitch that um <laughs> you know that how it seems so silly to be like oh well I just learned to play with my kids and I, I find that in this space and being in the psychedelic space now for a few years, um, things can get very serious. Um, and, you know, because we're healing, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about our trauma. We're talking about these things. We're trying to change toxic patterns. We're trying to change who we are. Um, but I would also offer that life in the Western world, in the U.S. right now, is also 
like very serious. There's not a lot of permission to just be silly and laugh for the sake of being silly and laughing. Like everything seems like it kind of has a condition attached to it. A lot of things it's like, oh, I can play with my kids, but I have to capture this on camera. I have to post <laughs> it and show everyone that I'm playing with my kids. There's no, I, I feel like in our culture, spontaneity and ease of just like doing something for the sake of doing it because it's freaking fun is falling away. And as mothers, a lot of that pressure falls on our shoulders. And I talked to so many mothers, so many mothers who are just like, I don't, I don't know where my joy went. I don't know where Mm. it went. I don't remember the last time I've actually laughed. You know, a lot of moms who come, come to moms on mushrooms, like they're not smiling. And I, I think that is just a culture that's too fast, too hard, too, too expecting, too overstimulating, um, and too much pressure. And we just, we just stopped going sledding. Yeah. And it's like a real bummer. It really is. It is. It's, it's no one's fault and it's everyone's fault. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if, again, if, if doing a journey and taking, let's say eight hours for yourself to go deep, to open up your heart, to open your mind, to rework some things brings you to that. Like, how is that bad? It's, how is that bad right? at all? Like, I think it's bad that it's not well known. Yeah. <laughs> known yeah. as it should be. Exactly. Or judged the way it is. And oh, so yeah. I, yeah, so that's, that's why I started Moms on Mushrooms because um, having done the show, for so long, you know, a lot of our show was after the show where we would take photos and just listen to the stories of mothers. Mm -hmm. And we did this comedy show and we would talk to moms who would say, this is the first time I've been out, out of the house or just out with another friend in years, three Mm -hmm. years, four years. Don't even go out, not even if permission to go out, let alone laugh. Right. Right. And, or I would, or we'd see women say like, okay, I, I, I got to go out and I came to the show and here's all the text messages from my husband, which are like, where the F are you? The kids are effing this, like get the F back here. And we're just like, oh my gosh. And then stories of loss, oh my gosh. stories of children, of, of disease, of death, of grief, all everything, you know, Shane and I used to cry ourselves to sleep sometimes after shows, like listening to the stories of women. So when I started healing with this medicine and didn't have the show anymore, what was shown to me is that what the comedy show did to bring mothers together through laughter, we're in a different space now. After we went through this portal of 2020 and all that it, that that COVID entailed, we're in a different space. And now I truly believe that moms need to come together and we just need to start talking. We need to unlearn the competition and the mistrust of other women. We need to be able to talk to each other. We need to redefine what community actually means in this modern world a lot of community is on zoom now and that's okay because we don't live in pockets like we used to and i believe this medicine is just it's here right now in such a big way to bring us together to recreate that web and in my little corner of the space i believe that it's it is life-changing medicine for mothers who are in deep distress right now And so the whole point of Moms on Mushrooms is just to be that web that can grow to bring moms together, to create a safe space where you are seen, you are heard, you are held. And if you feel called to work with this medicine, it will be done in a safe, 
container. You will have access to other people. That's what our three and a half month course is. And you will work with other mothers and you will create your own intentional practice. And in that you will unlearn that this isn't a prescription, that this isn't like a protocol or a 30 day challenge, that it's a co-creation and it's a, it's a practice that you can have for the rest of your life. Um, and then we also have a community, like a private membership community. I kind of call it Facebook for moms on shrooms <laughs> where, uh, it's all off social media and it's just a place with no influencers. It's not me at the helm. There's no gurus. It's just a place for moms to ask questions and learn about this medicine together because I don't, you know, yes, there's a lot of science to it. And yes, there's a lot of science and, and, um, research that should be done, but also it's like it's not really rocket science. Like once mm -hmm. you understand some of the basics, which is why I wrote a second course that's self-paced called Microdosing 101 for Moms that just sort of explains everything. Once you get the basics and you know you're using it safely and intentionally, you can learn from other people. And that's like what people do. We learn from each other, right? We listen to each other. We share our own experiences and we make our own sovereign decisions. And so that's what it is. It's uh, mom is uh, we have three month beautiful online courses. We have self-paced courses, microdosing 101 for moms. I'm just about to launch a journey to ceremony. That's all about preparation, research, um, participating in and integrating a large dose journey for mothers through the lens of being a mom. Mm -hmm. And then we have a then we have a, a, a membership, a private community. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Do you, so you're, you're saying now you guys, you're working with mothers for, for larger doses, not necessarily the micro doses, correct? Um, I'm writing a course to just educate moms mm. about it um, because we don't know what we don't know. Right? right. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. And there's a lot of fear, of course, when it comes to being a mom of saying, what do you mean I'm going to take three grams and then hallucinate for five hours? Like, why, <laughs> why would I do that? How do I do that? How am I safe? And there's a lot of unsafe practices that are happening out there as this ex is explodes. So I feel very compelled to just explain things, explain the science um, and explain how I felt found my way to start doing journeys in a way that is safe and intentional. And I really just believe, you know, we need to empower ourselves with knowledge. Knowledge is the key. And again, we move so fast in this world that people are just now reading a couple memes on the gram and then going off and making these big decisions. And not just with psychedelics, mm. with, with food they eat, with vacations they take, you know, anything. <laughs> and uh, I think we just need to slow down. I mean, psychedelics, psilocybin, it's slow medicine. Mm -hmm. So the course is really geared around that. And yes, long-term as mom continues to grow, um, absolutely providing safe, a safe place for mothers to do, to do high dose journeys is, is absolutely a dream. Um, and we'll get there. We'll get there someday. Awesome. Well, wh what is your mission? What do you hope to accomplish in the next few years? Um, so my, my, my vision has always been um, that we need a million moms to stand behind this medicine. Um, I think when mothers stand behind anything, and we've seen this proven in history, change happens. And mm -hmm. if moms can come out and stand behind this medicine and say, this is healing, this is helpful, this is supportive, this is, we're doing it safe. And we have a million mothers stand behind it all together, proudly, not ashamed, 
like it'll be illegal and yes. also there will be no war <laughs> like it'll all be fixed you know <laughs> oh my gosh if that was if, if if that were i mean what a dream what a dream what a dream what a dream and and you know you said millions of moms um next year i think there are plans to gather millions of moms for the million mil, millions of moms march is that right yes so um my friend melissa our mutual friend melissa lavasani and i co co-founded kind of our advocacy um branch of mom called mom, M-O-M, millions of moms, um, with the intent to, you know, Melissa Lavasani from the Psychedelic Medicine Coalition is up on the hill in DC doing the Lord's work, like literally talking to politicians, senators, congressmen, congresspeople um, at the federal level, like demanding that this is paid attention to and, and demanding. And what we want is to say, like, look, you want research, we want research, fund the research. Yes. Here we are. We are tired of watching our sisters die by suicide. We are mm-hmm. tired of watching our sisters waste away with medicine that is overprescribed and not helpful. We are tired of watching children suffer with mothers who are in severe distress and depression. Right. We are tired of watching postpartum depression take its toll on entire family units. So please do some research for mothers and for women. And, um, and here we are standing out saying we are the benefactors of our own research that we've done. And this is the face of someone who is healing. And that's what millions of moms is about. So we kicked it off at the psychedelic science conference in Denver um, this summer and had a gathering of about 250 women outside the Denver convention center to sort of declare that this is happening. And our prayer is that in summer of 2024, we're going to invite all moms and allies of mothers, right? Dads, grandparents, whoever, nieces, nephews, we don't care, to show up um, in Washington, D.C. and and stand behind this medicine so that we can um, get our government to see us as humans who deserve healing. Uh, I think that's amazing. The work that you're doing, the work that Melissa's doing. I mean, I uh, you know, I, I I just share everyone's story um, when it comes to that. But I feel like this is this is an amazing, amazing thing because, you know, you you see like you're saying you, you I've seen in the news the women who have. And it's really sad to say is taking their children's lives, taking their um, attempted to take their lives because of postpartum psychosis, postpartum depression. And I feel like we're not talking about that enough. I know it's a really hard thing to talk about, but, you know, these moms are on, you know, who 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 have been in the news. We're on Zoloft and I'm, you know, in all of these different medications, SSRIs, and no one's talking about what. Yeah. psilocybin you know, microdoses can do or even big yeah. journeys can do and i think that is such a disservice to moms and so what you're doing here is you know elevating that conversation getting these this many moms to to talk about it i think is just incredible and you know I, you. I you're doing god's work as well <laughs> well you know what we're also not talking about is the safe and responsible use of ssris right like, mm-hmm. I think there's absolutely a place for that medicine. It's been yeah. life-changing and healing for many, many people. Um, but we are not giving, most doctors are not giving most women that I see exit strategies. It's a right. life sentence. It's take this, you're broken, take this, it'll help. And there's no discussion of what's underneath the brokenness. Let's get to the car, you know, 
Gabor let's get Mate. To the root. Like, what's the yeah. root of addiction? Let's not judge the addiction. Let's judge the root. Like, let's right. get underneath and talk about what got you to this place. And let's let's hold you and and see you and take care of you and use this medicine, whether it's psychedelics or an SSRI. Let's use this medicine as a temporary support system to mm-hmm. get you through to the other side, which is your best self. And we're not looking at humans in a holistic way right now. We're looking at them as numbers who are one dimensional with a one size fix all fits all fix. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not saying, we're not saying that this is, this is temporary. And I think that's the problem because now we're seeing, you know, mothers again on one, if not many SSRIs, you know, Adderall, ADHD medication, mm-hmm. a cocktail of things with no clue how, why, or when they will ever stop taking it or how it's all working together, or even really an empowered space of what it's doing to my body. Yeah. Well, I do, I do appreciate you bringing up the, you know, the SSRIs and how they can be helpful and how they can play a role. Because for me, you know, when I went into treatment, I, again, I went in for 31 days and I came out, I, you know, they had me on SSRIs and I think I needed to be on SSRIs in order to put out all the fires. Yes. Then and and then find find a way, find that exit strategy. And I think that um that that does need to be discussed because it was it was helpful. Um yeah. but no one did talk about an extra exit strategy with me. It was kind of like, okay, until my hair started falling out, I was like, I need an exit strategy. Oh my hair started falling out. <laughs> like who said that? Like, I know. I mean, come on. Like, I know. It's like, what's it. happening? Um <laughs> and so it was like this is this is this is causing me a little bit more trauma and depression right now. Um so yeah and and being able to get off of that was just life-changing and you know the Adderall I had been on Adderall since I was 12 13 years old and to be able to get off of it finally after it was my second big journey off of um from psychedelics because I did after my first journey it was like I was off of the SSRIs and after my second journey it was I was off of the Adderall and I haven't looked back and I'm like wow, I can't believe how different my life is because there are some, I couldn't, there are times where I couldn't sleep because I was taking the Adderall. Um, and it was hard. Like after a few days I would, it, it, it was just too much. And so what I love about the microdosing is that it, it's subperceptual. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, I, I, I feel better. I feel like I can be responsive versus reactive and, and still be able to focus. Mm-hmm what (laughs) that was and your hair's not falling out my hair's not falling out i know it was just like I your hair looks amazing um (laughs) yeah no it is it's it's it it is it is miraculous medicine from where i sit um and it's and it's not for everyone and Mm -hmm. it is not a quick fix it's it's it is slow medicine i think one of the biggest challenges in my community right now is um, mothers judging themselves according to other people's um, processes in the way that they're mm. working with the medicine. And then also um, being impatient 
and resistant to change, to actual change. And that is where support comes in. Because if you feel yourself changing, if you feel yourself saying, I'm going to go from, I'm, I was A and now I'm B, and you're not supported in that, you're likely not going to go to B because mm-hmm. the change is going to be destabilizing, not only to you, but to the people around you, if they're not supportive. And, um, and so we judge ourselves against these parameters, whether we're not changing fast enough or we're changing too fast, you know, we're feeling too many feelings. So I need to go back on my medicine because there's too many feelings happening. There must be something wrong with me. Again, it's all, it's all unique and it's so multi-layered. It's multidimensional. We're working with multidimensional medicine. Um, and it is, it takes a lot of unlearning and uh, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, it and keeps an open mind. Trust. Yeah. Yes. And an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're just like, oh, this isn't going to do anything. This is just, you're, you're, you're literally fighting it. I feel like you're really, cause you know, it's just, it's caught, you know, the, the medicine provides, you know, new neural pathways. And if you're resistant to that happening, I feel like it's not going to work out for you. And you That's may not even know it. you're resistant. I mean, yes. gosh, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just, <laughs> you know, my, my best friend, who's like an amazing spiritual coach, we talk about, you know, she talks about the spiral and a lot of us talk about a spiral of healing, right? Like it's not a linear path. Right. And I feel like I just spiraled right back <laughs> to the beginning of this, of the race. And I'm like, right back, like dealing with a bunch of stuff that I just haven't uncovered, you know, they haven't like gotten to the root of yet. And so I'm kind of in this hermity, darker space right now, really looking at myself it's not fun and it, it's not easy. It's exhausting. Um, but I'm also this word, I never really understood it, but I'm like, I'm resourced now. Right. I've got a group of friends who can support me. I've got women holding me accountable to myself because they want me to succeed. I've got people who check in on me. I've got a partner who speaks my same language, who supports and wants me to be better. And I'm very, very blessed with that. Like very, very blessed. Um, and I've given myself permission to, to look at this change, which means Tracy isn't numbing out. Tracy is laying out here in her cabana on this futon <laughs> meditating and crying until she gets to the root of it. And I'm, I'm allowing space in my life to do that. And that is fully supported by a microdosing practice. Um, but it all works together and it's, it's just, it's hard. Wow. Yeah. It's all integrating everything mm-hmm. and, and having a support system is so important. Mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. So if there are moms who are out there and they're like, well, where do I get this stuff? Where do I get this stuff? Where do I get this not where, you know, the knowledge that you provide? Um, where do I go? Um, well, for education, you can go to momsonmushrooms.com and we got you. Um, and you, you know, if you feel like a course is calling to you, then we, have you fill out an intake form and then you have a free discovery call. So we have an actual person to person conversation to make sure that like walking into this is a good fit for you. Um, if you just want, if you're just, if you tried to Google psilocybin and got real scared or tried to follow hashtag psilocybin on Instagram, which is a terrible idea um, <laughs> or microdosing even. And you're just like, ah, uh, no, um, we have a course for that. 
it's 40 bucks. I think it's 30 bucks on sale right now wow. uh, that you can read at your own pace. And just sort of, again, it's like from one mom talking to another. And if you just want to like hear from other moms who are experiencing it or have the same questions, like just join our community and just kind of drop in and ask questions. Um, there's kind of something for everyone. And when we our our real goal is to just meet moms where they're at. Amazing. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Gosh, um, I don't think so. I mean, I think for me, it's all about, uh, I would just, I would love to see a world where mothers give themselves permission to be happy, to be joyful, to be a woman who also happens to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And to really sit with that sentence that you are a woman, you are a human being with a heart and a soul and a brain and dreams and, and talent and gifts. And you're also a mother, but you're not just a mother. Like you can be both. And it's, it takes a lot of work to allow yourself to be both. And Again, from where I sit in my small corner of the world, I believe that the mushrooms are these beautiful little beings of light helpers that are just sort of pushing your butt up over the fence, (laughs) helping you do the work that you will ultimately do yourself. I mean, Maria Sabina, also a mother, the mother of this whole movement, you know, said Mm -hmm. it best, like you are the medicine, but you have to, you have to have an inclination that you're the medicine. You have to get to a space where you can trust that you're the medicine. And that's the hard part. And that's where I think the mushrooms can help. Wow. Well, thank you so much for giving me your time today. I am so grateful for it and for the information and the wisdom that you shared. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Tracy T, founder of Moms on Mushrooms. For more information and contact for Tracy, check out the show notes for links to her resources, including her website. Also, October's issue of Authentic Insider is out. Check out Authentic Insider at TraumaSurvivorThriver.com. That's TraumaSurvivorThriver.com, as well as past episodes of a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my email list to get Authentic Insider magazine in your inbox monthly. We will be back next week with episode 102 when I speak with Susan Justice, author of Children Who Dance in the Rain, when we discuss how to teach our children about privilege. You've been listening to a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. I'm Lori Lee Benstock. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. Take care. Mm-hmm.